Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? This is Med with Shots from the Sidelines, hanging in here with my homie Seth. What's going on, bro? What up? What up, Med? Not much, man. Uh, today we're going to be talking, of course, football. It's the one sport that we mainly talk about. We will be talking also about some fantasy football in the six-pack. What do you got as far as the SEC spotlight, Seth? Oh, man. Last weekend, it was a little disappointing. You know, not any real great games, but this weekend we got a real good one coming up. LSU, Alabama. You know, usually the game of the year in the West, but we'll go over the you know Georgia beat down of Florida and you know Tennessee escaping Kentucky. Yeah, no that that was actually a really good game, uh, <clears throat> and uh, we'll be doing our of course some of our uh, predictions, which will be that same Alabama LSU game, and I believe also Mizzou. Mizzou and Georgia, yeah, Georgia, interesting game. game. Yes, I uh, can't wait, especially after last year when Mizzou almost actually beat them. Um, but before we actually get started, I just wanted to say I hope you are having a glorious day before we get started. Uh, we would ask you to download the content uh, and to subscribe to it. This actually helps our show with algorithms and pretty much will give us an idea of what we're talking about. If we're talking about what you want to hear, you can also check us out on the two Facebook pages we have. We have a group page, same name, Shots from the Sidelines. And, you know, we would like you to interact with us. We would like you to actually. Please, please. Yeah, please just talk make us to beg. Us. Yes, we're we're sitting here. We're on our knees, folks. Just <laughs> please, just give us a shout out. And but without further ado, uh, we're going to start off with the opening drive. And today's uh, basically one of the things that we want to talk about is the performance of some of the quarterbacks around the league. You know, we're going to take a look at Brock Purdy. See how you know the last three games he's really been kind of a little bit of a mend. Uh, he's supposed to be the next Joe Montana, but he hasn't <laughs> been acting like Joe Montana. I mean, he's passing for good yardage. He's completing 62.5% of his passes, which not that great in today's NFL. Usually you want that to be in the upper 60s, low 70s, but he's still throwing for 254 yards a game, but he only has three touchdowns, six turnovers. Has the clock struck midnight on this fairy tale, and has it become a pumpkin? Ooh, you might be right, Med. I think he got a little too much credit for that run down the stretch last year. I mean, it was a great story, you know, obviously being picked as late as he was, but I don't know, man. I still think you kind of are what you are. You pick that late, chances are you're probably not going to be a superstar. There's not many Tom Brady's out there. Uh, you know, all those weapons they have around him. I know Debo's been hurt a little bit, but you still have Kittle, Ayuk, uh, you know, just McCaffrey, obviously. So I don't know, man. I mean, I don't think he's a uh, – you know, Super Bowl type quarterback. I don't see it at all. And I mean, I kind of, you know, of course, you know, the whole Mr. Irrelevant tag that he got. I mean, everyone gets that tag that's last pick and everything. And it, like you said, great story. You know, him and Brandon Ayuk have great chemistry and everything like that. But it just seems like they kind of figured him out after they got enough tape on him to really, you know, kind of go at him. And, you know, it's a, uh, the first game he lost, you know, it, it, by far his worst game, it was against Cleveland where he only completed like 44% of his passes, mm-hmm. had less than I think 125 yards. I can't remember exactly, but that's actually the first chink of the armor. Now, the last two games, not as bad, but still not good. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, his five interceptions on the year have all come in the last three weeks. So trending in the wrong direction. I mean, I know he's been dinged up a little bit. Uh, you know, the 49ers have had some injuries. But, you know, everybody's going through injuries. So, ah, it's, it, he needs to turn around quick because the 49ers have been struggling lately. 
Yes, they have. And I mean, they did, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the deadline trades that came up. They got a lot of good news coming their way. That might have helped them a little. A little bit. And, uh, you know, we'll move on to the next quarterback that we actually would like to talk about. Will Levis. Actually, just, mm. or Levis. Levis or Levis? Levis. Levis, thank you. Uh, he came out on fire. I mean, he, of course, went to the one guy that you want to go to and DeAndre Hopkins. Got through three touchdowns to him, but completed 19 or 29 uh, passes for 65%, zero touchdowns. He is, this is your no cap Four stat. Four touchdowns, sorry. Three interceptions. Thank you. <laughs> went the other way. Uh, he is the f- third quarterback to de- uh, debut. I can't ever say that word. Debut. Debut, thank you. Uh, with four touchdowns, one being Fran Tarkadin, and I'm trying to remember the other. It's it's drawing a blank right now, but he's the third person to do it. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so, of course, it had to come against my Falcons. Yeah, but uh, you know, I gave Lovis a lot of crap at Kentucky. Uh, I thought I thought he was overrated, especially you know Kuiper having him the number one rated quarterback coming out last mm-hmm. year. Uh, but you know, the guy just balled out on Sunday. So props to him. Yeah, and you know it. It's kind of crazy when you really look at what, uh, as far as his draft status and everything. A lot of people figured that he was going to be the number one pick. I mean, he was swimming around up there for a while. He fell all the way down to, I believe, the thirty second pick yep. of this year's draft. And Tennessee was fortunate enough to give it. It's a lot of people gave him flack too, also oh, yeah. for uh, just kind of dumping on Malik Willis so soon. Oh yeah, the fans are all bashing that pick, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not after Sunday. Oh no! <laughs> now now they love that pick <laughs> and uh speaking of the two other quarterbacks that were taken in draft number one and number two this was a one versus two matchup between bryce young and cj stroud bryce young finally got his first win of his professional oh, career finally congratulations bryce and the panthers y'all needed it i want to press the button i don't know if it's the oh, it works for me he, <laughs> he did all right <laughs> But uh, you know, stat-wise, C.J. Stroud has had the better season. Of course, he's been setting. He even set a record for the most completions before his first INT ever thrown. Oh. And you know, has developed good chemistry with emerging talent like Nico Collins, and has a solid offensive line. Bryce has been serviceable, but not spectacular, but still having a pretty good se- season. I think he has eight touchdowns, four interceptions, and it's. You know, he has a leaky offensive line that can't block anything. And, you know, very true. A running back that it brought in that can't run for shit. But um, <laughs> when your constant threat is 33 year old Adam Thielen, you know, and he's been, I don't know if you would say getting a fountain of youth, but he's been lighting it up as far as receptions go. You know, it, it's pretty much been all Bryce Young as far as the Panthers go and everything so what's your ideas on these two young men man i mean you know i loved bryce coming into the the draft and the last couple weeks you know i kind of said a little bit underwhelming you know disappointing to start off the season stroud clearly had been the better quarterback uh but i think obviously you know it's the rookie season there's gonna be ups and downs for all guys so i think bryce is trending in the right direction he's coming around and you know the panthers aren't going anywhere this year anyway but all quarterbacks, of course, Richardson is injured, but all of them look like they have the potential to be future stars in the league. And I, I mean, I'm really happy for Bryce Young to get that first win, especially against Stroud. That had to feel good because they're always to be compared the rest of their careers. 
Yeah, and whenever I'm looking at like any of the fan pages or anything like that on Facebook, whenever I'm like scrolling around and everything, you if you would actually and I've brought it up in previous shows how much the Carolina Panthers kind of dog the Bryce Young pick. It's it's refreshing to see him kind of get this, give him a little bit of vindiction of hey, this is why they picked me number one. Mm-hmm. And you know Stroud's been cutting it up throughout the whole season. Most likely, if he continues the trajectory that he has right now, will probably be the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I mean, he's just having a phenomenal season, and you know, but still, congratulations, Young. Job well done. And, you know, one one team that really didn't do good this past weekend was Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good weekend for Oklahoma. No. And a great weekend for Kansas because this is the first win in 18 years against the Sooners. Man, it's Soo- like forever. Yeah. Uh, the Sooners right now hold an 80 to 27 to 6 edge. Jeez. I didn't even know you could I mean, tie I know Kansas is a basketball school, but geez. Yeah. No, it's it was pretty bad. I was, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, when was that? You know, it's two, like 2005, 2006. But, mm. you know, a big thing that actually happened is that, you know, Sooners have been having some problems tackling and everything like this. And they recorded it as many as 13 missed tackles in this game, which is huge for college standards. And Dylan Gabriel had 14 uh, completions, 19 uh, – throw attempts for 171 yards and one interception. All three of his touchdowns were from rushing. And right now, you know, turnovers were kind of the big thing that also ended them for him. They had three mm-hmm. of them. It really looked like Oklahoma just didn't really show their identity as far as an offense goes. Now it's kind of a weird game, you know, being in Kansas and, you know, the crowd it's already pretty small, but the weather, you know, when the storms happened, you know, they kind of stopped play for an hour, hour and a half. A lot of the crowd didn't come back. So it just had like a weird rhythm to the game. And they were already down, I think, 14 nothing to start out, you know, so they were digging out of a hole uh, the whole first half. Uh, but it's like it, I don't know, it's just one of those games where, you know, you're on the road, you didn't bring your A game. They've been living dangerously the previous couple weeks. I mean, Central Florida easily could have beat them. So, you know, I think they were just due for an upset. I mean, the Texas win still carries a lot of weight. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're still going to play most likely for the conference title game, which will probably be against Texas again. Uh, so they have a chance to still come back and possibly reach the playoffs. Well, I think that Texas and uh, Oklahoma are still in the same, like – But I think they take the top two division. in the Big 12 now. Really? Yeah, I believe okay. so. Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be kind of crazy. I mean, and at this point, I mean, would you really think that Texas would lose against them? No, I think Texas will win next time. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think that pretty much kills Gabriel's Heisman chances. You know, unless they just run the table, beat Texas at the end. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's just most teams have one of these games, you know, where you're on the road and a team sneaks up on you. Kansas is not a bad team. I mean, I love the coach there that came from Buffalo – Name slips to mind at the second, but the guy, the guy can coach. They had a good year last year, mm-hmm. or they improved last year, and this year they're having a really good year for their standards. Yeah, and I mean, I'm happy for Kansas. I think right now they're six and two or seven and two at this point. They're already so. bowl eligible. I mean, yeah. that's amazing for Kansas. Yeah, it's Kansas. Yeah. It's not Kansas State. We're talking and about. I mean, that coach will probably be on a lot of lists at the end of the season for teams that are looking for a coach. Definitely. And just to basically stick into the American football thing before we go on to a small subject with the uh, the other football, uh, 
there were some trades that were made in you know the, on the deadline and everything like that. I wanted to wait and see if Patrick made it up here in time, but we're just we just gotta keep going. Um, the first one on the thing, I want you to tell me what you think. Give me a grade if you want. Let's go rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> All right, let's do that then. Uh, Chase Young for a third round pick for San Francisco. Mm, I give it a B plus. B plus. I mean, I think it's just a rental. I don't think they'll try to resign him in the offseason. But yeah, picking him up now after the last couple of weeks, kind of struggling to get the quarterback, I think it's a solid move. I also think the reason why it was only a third round pick is because of his injury history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know Washington's been worried about giving him a big contract with that injury. So yeah, good move, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, next move Leonard Williams for a second round and fifth round pick in 2005 to the Seahawks. Mm. Also, the Giants are going to be paying most of his salary this year. I give that one a solid B. I think it's a solid move for the Seahawks. Uh, I mean, Leonard Williams coming to a a decent team as opposed to the Giants. I think he can do some good things. And the Seahawks, like we were talking about before the show, you know, they're a sneaky good Mm -hmm. team that nobody's really talking about. Uh, I mean, I I don't think they've played San Francisco yet, but I could see them possibly winning this division. They could. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that they're your dark horse pick for the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, If I was going to grade on these two, I'll just throw mine at the end because I kind of said what already. Chase Young, I would say solid B plus, like you said. And with Leonard Williams, I actually like it a little bit more. That's probably a B plus, A minus for me. I've always liked Leonard Williams. Um, Thought he was phenomenal when he was with the Jets, when they drafted him with six overall pick a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think great things were expected of Leonard Williams. I Mm -hmm. mean, I don't know if it's been. Injuries or what, but I don't think he's quite lived up to the the billing just yet. Yeah, so it's getting hot in here. <laughs> We're talking about some Montez Sweat second round for Chicago. What are you thinking? Oh man, second round pick is a lot to give That's up. A lot, uh, especially if they can't resign him. But I, I hope they will try to resign him, especially if he plays decent down the stretch. Mm-hmm. The Bears were desperate for a pass rusher, uh, so I'm going to give this one mm, a minus for their needs. Yeah. yeah I, Speaking of the needs, I mean, at this point, they the Bears were ranked dead last with sacks with 10 for yeah. the season so far. And yeah, I think Sweat has five or six. Yeah, six and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely, like you said, definite need. I know that I talked about whenever we, we do Madden leagues and stuff like that, he's one of the players I tried to target because he has a high speed rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, second round pick is a, a little high, but I do like the fact that Montez Sweat, three things about him is he's consistent. He, you know, he's not hit double digit st- sacks, but he's always been a high single stat sat lead uh, player. Uh, no injuries that I can think That's of. That's a big one. That's a big plus. That's a huge plus. And once again, like I said, he if you want an edge rusher, especially in a defense like a Tampa two that Chicago runs, mm-hmm. this is the guy that fits that mold. So uh, you went a minus. I'm going to go with a B B plus. Yeah, I mean, considering Chicago gave up a second rounder for Chase Claypool. I think this is a much better yeah, <laughs> swap. No, definitely. Especially after the fact that we traded him for a sixth-round pick right. this year. Shake my head. Oh, yeah. That was a bad one. <clears throat> Josh Dobbs and a seventh-rounder to the Vikings for a sixth-rounder. Hmm. I'll give us a B plus. Uh, I mean, I think the Vikings are kind of desperate, but you know, Dobbs has had a productive season. Obviously, he hasn't really translated into a lot of wins, but if you look at his numbers, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It gives you a little bit more of a running dynamic as opposed to Cousins. Right. So, you know, you got Jefferson coming back soon. Addison's been killing it. Hawkinson, you know, you still have at least a chance for a wild card. How old is Josh Dobbs right now? I want to say he's probably 27, 28. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to give it an A. Oh, Because, wow. in my opinion, he did such a phenomenal job in Arizona this year. And, I mean, he's been doing really well now. You know, it's kind of what you want to say, what what you want to see with what he does with the receiving core in Minnesota as opposed to what was in Arizona because you're talking night and day. You Like oh, yeah. you said, Justin Jefferson, Addison is no slouch. You know, they, they got – they got players. They got right. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, and, you know, it, it, this was a very solid move that, you know, kind of the Vikes basically announced, like, look, look we're not going to give up on this season, even though right. our boys hurt. That's, that's the perfect uh, you know, line for that. They didn't mm-hmm. give up. They're not giving up on the season. They're salvaging the season. So, I mean, I think for the fans, it shows them, you know, we still have a chance. Yeah. We're still in this thing. They can still, I mean, at the very least, I mean, they could still even challenge for the title for the division. I mean, it looks like the Lions will probably still take it, but you look at what they're at, they're only at four and four. I mean, they're there. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, the Lions, I believe, are what, five and three, six and three or something like that. Right. So they're in striking distance. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the season, uh, talked before the season about how bad we thought the Vikings defense would be, and they haven't been bad at all. No. So this is a team that's a contender. I guess that's what happens when uh, – who was the Miami uh, coach? Brian, oh, my gosh. Uh, Flores? Flores, thank you. Yeah. Brian Flores, I mean, he came in there and he inherited the 32nd worst defense last year and has actually beefed it up pretty well. Yeah. Uh, next one up, McCall Hardman in a seventh rounder to the Chiefs for a sixth rounder. I like this one too. Uh, <laughs> I haven't hated any of these so far. You just told me about this before the show. I hadn't even heard about it, but I think – Harmon going back makes sense. Uh, he hasn't really done anything in his new home, and the Chiefs are kind of desperate, you know, for that quicker receiver. You they know, need it. he did well there, so I, it makes perfect sense to me. And uh, what did I even give that a grade? No. Oh man, you love it that uh, much. I give a solid B. Solid B. Nice. I'm going to go with a B plus because I mean, it ain't like you're going to have to sit there and teach him the offense. He already knows it, and he gives him some good veteran leadership with a very young core. Mm-hmm. You know, last I mean, Rice year. has shown some promise. He is, but uh, you know, Hardman, he's he always has that game breaker speed. It's just really his hands that was really the question. And yeah. his last year in Kansas City, he came a long way mm-hmm. yeah. and he was able to cash in. So there you go. So look, another one up, Kevin bird traded for T- Terrell Edmonds, a fifth rounder and a sixth rounder to the Eagles from the Titans, man, freaking Eagles are always making good moves. Yeah, they are. I'll give it a minus, you know, I, I don't know. They just, Howie Roseman just is, is an excellent GM. You know, I'm not going to doubt anything the Eagles do these days. So yeah, I'll go A minus. Yeah, no, they're definitely going all in. And after they lost, uh, you know, Garner Johnson. Garner Johnson and everything, who had that ball hawk type mentality and could lay the lumber, this guy is right up there. He's not nearly as young. He's thirty, mm-hmm. but he has twenty seven career interceptions. And I mean, he didn't give up much. He didn't give up. Well, I mean, Terrell Edmonds, I think, is a brother of Tremaine Edmonds mm-hmm. in Chicago uh, is a pretty good safety in my opinion. And, you know, they're, they're actually getting a good bit back in return. Yeah. I mean, give up what a fifth and sixth rounder. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's typically throwaway picks, but also at the same time, you never know, you might find the next, I guess, Tom Brady or whoever, Possibly. but you won't need it because you got Will Lips. <laughs> and last one I saw was Donovan Peoples Jones for a sixth rounder to the lions. And this one is juicy. Yeah, I mean, that's another one I didn't hear about. Well, I need to pay closer attention to the trade deadline. But, yeah, I'll give us a – I'll give it a B. I mean, Peoples-Jones doesn't do a ton for me, but he's solid addition. 
more big bodied receiver, mm-hmm. uh, which you already have a pretty good receiving core of St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, you know, Jameson Williams is back now. So uh, what they give up? They only give up a six round pick. A six round pick. So, I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, I like it a little bit more. I'm going to go with B plus because like you said, he's a big body receiver, which is pretty much the only thing they don't have. Up That's there. true. And he has some decent speed behind him and everything. The only reason why he hasn't really been uh, playing that much is because Amari Cooper has kind of been it. And also with the struggles of Deshaun Watson, which we kind of probably should have touched up on <laughs> with the quarterback situation. But Oh, well, who uh, cares about Watson? Exactly. <laughs> Not even Cleveland faithful. Yeah. Nobody listening cares about Watson. Yeah. Maybe Cody. Yeah. Well, he only cares because it's $230 million guaranteed. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that might have been a misstep, but it's Cleveland. Yeah, it's Cleveland. It's up there with Chicago. What's up, yeah. Patty Ice? Hey, so welcome, uh, jo- welcome, hey, welcome, welcome over. How's how's fatherhood? <sighs> that great, huh? <laughs> Be careful. Your wife might be one of those six people that listen to us. I doubt it. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we just got over with uh, some of the trades and everything. If you want to okay. rapid fire and everything, I can do that with you. Or do you just are you good? Uh, I mean, I'm good. The biggest thing, I mean, I like I like the trade for the 49ers getting Chase Young. Chase Young, yeah, um, for the third round pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I you agree with me? I think it's pretty much a rental. You know, just finish out the season. Oh, you think they're going to get rid of him? I think, I mean, he's a free agent after the season, so I think it's just basically the rest of the season to me. How would you feel, though, if you're Jonathan Allen? I mean, you just talked about the fact that you're getting sick of losing and you just lost two of your best players. Yeah, and he wasn't I mean, traded, right? You no, know, I mean, to me, the rest, <laughs> Redskins, oh my gosh, uh, commanders are basically saying we're not going to make a playoff run. Yeah. You know, we've already put this much money into pain, uh, and the guy you just mentioned, which slipped him a month. Sweat. Allen, Allen well, and Payne, you've already just Sorry. given them boatloads of money. So, oh no, they couldn't I, afford all four. Yeah, I, I think they're going to reinvest in some offensive linemen going forward. You know, they they need to all those picks on the defensive line year after year. I mean, everybody knew like, what are you doing? Yeah, it, just, it didn't make sense. So, I mean, I especially if you got a, a quarterback that looks like he's going to be breaking a sack record, which is not something you want to break with your quarterback because that breaks them. <laughs> yeah. And also the Jaguars picked up a decent offensive lineman, uh, Ezra Cleveland. Cleveland, yep. So for the Jaguars, that's a big need. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're definitely a playoff team. So. Yeah, protect those small running backs. And also, tre- hey. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Did you shave? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Man, you look like 12. Yeah. <laughs> So another thing that actually popped up to go with the other football, uh, Spain's football president got banned uh, Ooh, by the juicy one right here, yeah, <laughs> for three years uh, for actions with his players after they won the World Cup this past year, including kissing one square on the lips, picking one up, throw him over the shoulder like he's a caveman, and <laughs> also a few other allegations. I I, I was like, okay, I, I guess this is it. But there, a lot of the players were really calling for this guy to step down, including his vice president who resigned Wow! in protest over this. Uh gentleman's name is Luis. I'm about to kill this name. Rubialis. What's your Spanish accent? Rubialis. <laughs> Yo, you want me to talk like <laughs> roll his oars. Okay. Well, uh, how about this? <clears throat> Several of that's all right Spain. okay thank you Raphael del am why can't he have that name that's the the vice president i mean of course you know sexual Raphael. harassment can't be in any sport what y'all's ideas on this if y'all got any 
I mean, I honestly have. This is the first time I've ever I've heard of it. I oh, mean, really? I saw like the FIFA whatever gave him a, oh, a oh, guy oh, ban, but yeah, that's that's who it is. Yeah, but the yeah, one that was like anything soccer why. related doesn't register to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do remember hearing about this a little bit. You know, the, the suspension part is kind of new to me, but. <sighs> Well, I mean, they, it's good to know that America isn't the only country that's dirty and corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spain's a it is a country of lovers. But uh, <laughs> uh, one other thing that uh, a sad note that uh, has to be brought up: I've uh, been a big hockey fan for the past year, and uh, Adam Johnson uh, condolences out to his family. Played in 13 games for the Pittsburgh Penguins during the 19-2020 season. Uh, he passed away this past weekend. Basically, got his nut, his neck cut. Uh, Start to say nut. I was like, yeah, what? his nut cut. But <laughs> no, his neck got cut by a skate blade in which the guy collided with him. Him and his teammate went in to get a puck. His teammate got him. The guy that that got hit, his skate basically came up off the ice, hit him square in his neck. Uh, he started Man. bleeding right there on the ice. Uh, one of his teammates tried to stop the bleeding as he was skating off the ice. I mean, blood everywhere. And he was later pronounced dead. He was only 29 years old. Uh, the hockey world is mourning right now. As far as uh, league play goes, it was suspended the next day, understandably. Um, and really and truthfully, this is a cold reminder that, you know, sports, not just hockey, yeah. but all sports can be dangerous during competition and our condolences go out to the friends, family, yeah. and fans of Mr. Adam Johnson. He will be missed. That sucks, man. Yeah. It's terribly tragic. I mean, it's, it's rare, but you know, these sports that are it's high impact, uh, you know, like football, obviously almost had a death last year with mm -hmm. Buffalo. Uh, the only other time I can remember seeing, which I didn't really know at the time, uh, an athlete, you know, killed in the, in playing the sport or whatever was, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I was actually oh, watching Dale, that. Dale Earnhardt. Senior. Yeah, still senior. Alive. I'm sorry, not junior. Yeah. Jeez. But I remember that too. So yeah, I was watching that even though I hardly ever watched NASCAR, but you know, just remember seeing it. And at the time it didn't look that bad, you know, cause there used to be wrecks all the time in NASCAR. Mm -hmm. But then they announced it later on in the race, and you know, it's just one of those things where you can't really believe that someone died on live television. Yeah, and when this actually happened, and it was actually in front of a uh, packed house of 8,000 mm -hmm. people. So 8,000 people saw this happen. It's crazy. Uh -huh. I watched it in slow motion today. I hadn't really watched it until today, and you know, it, it seemed intentional. I mean, obviously, I don't think the guy was trying to kill somebody. No. But the way he came in, as high as his skate went, it seemed intentional. So I don't know yeah. much about hockey, but I don't know why your leg would be raised up that high. I think it in was In a just, natural motion. Yeah, I just think he got hit so hard that because typically you want to keep your skates on the ground. And mm -hmm. I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think anyone would really try to do that. I mean, you never know with people, but I think it was really just a freak accident. Something yeah, I mean, the guy's taking a ton final of heat right now. You know, yeah. Just criticism, people talking about criminal charges. So I feel bad for him. But at the same time, I mean, you got to have some severe consequences when something it. like this happens. Yeah, a young man died. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. on, as far as that goes, uh, do you want to – you had an announcement you wanted to – do it now or later? No, it wasn't an announcement, but it's probably a good time. Okay. Uh, so start your own show. <clears throat> no, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it's about sports, obviously. But uh, I was listening to this guy today, 
and I've seen, you know, a couple uh, social media posts about it, but there was a post made by this guy who was basically, he was going to pay the uh, Las Vegas Aces a million dollars, okay, if they beat a high school boys state champion. They definitely could. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think they can beat them. I think they could. Mm. I don't think they can beat them. I mean, they're professionals. They're professionals. But <laughs> I might watch that. I, w- I, don't think I, I would I would watch it. But I would watch dollars. it. Oh, no, I definitely – I would probably take part in watching it, too. I'd we pay could, the pay-per-view. Oh, no, we'd, <laughs> we could that. probably go three ways and put this on <laughs> one of the shows. Like, guess what just happened? I don't think uh, they would beat them, though. Remind me, who are their best players? Is it Asia Wilson's team? Uh, Yeah, it is Asia, okay. Asia Wilson's team. Um, Asia's pretty good. She is. She is pretty good. Just give but, it to Asia then. <laughs> but there's only about two people two people who can who can dunk on the team. Yeah. Every young boy on a high school team mm-hmm. who just won a state championship can dunk. Mm. This is this is interesting. I will watch this for sure. No, that's actually really interesting. I do like that. The ESPN the Ocho picked this up. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Let let's make it happen. But the guy, um I mean the guy said if if, if the women win, um, he would come out of his pocket to pay a million dollars. If the boys win, uh, the aces would have to come out and, and pay like the boys who played a million dollars. They're not going to do that. They're just going to give them a pat on the back. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no NIL deal. Hey, listen. Hey. You can get it. The high schoolers can get an uh, NIL deal now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just well in Georgia at least. I don't know about other states, but you know every year it seems like uh with Georgia lately and then when Bama when they were in their prime, people would always talk about the worst NFL franchise going up against yeah. the best college team, how you know what the outcome would be. Yeah, I don't think that there's no way they can they can compete. Yeah. Well, I they, never felt like the college team, no matter how good they were, no. they could compete with the worst. Well, they NFL used to team. do that back in the day. Like in the 1930s, they actually used to have like Chicago player uh, Bears, which ironically, yeah, yeah, of course. Team. But, you know, <laughs> well, that's when we were in our heyday, our golden years. Uh, but uh, in the 30s, <laughs> in the 30s, <laughs> go Bears! Uh, but uh, they would actually play the college all stars, and it's wow. actually what the NFL used to do because college football was bigger than mm-hmm. the NFL at that time. Yeah. So that's why Red Grange was the first one to actually sign a $400,000 contract oh. back in the 1920s. I mean, I would I would still watch it. You know, I, I would still – I'm down for that if they did like a college all-stars, you know, versus the worst NFL team. Oh, yeah. Are all-stars, you, we might are be you talking a competition. That? Huh? Are you, wink, down for that? <laughs> yes. I'm down for that. But I mean, there's no way a college team can go up against an NFL team. Um, but I definitely can see a high school boys <laughs> state champion basketball team <laughs> beating the back-to-back uh, W. <laughs> okay, now let's say you take <laughs> let's say you take a WNBA All Star team, uh-huh. the best of the best against no, still, the still <laughs> <laughs> middle school team I'm taking them against the Georgia Bulldogs I'll men's put, team. I'll put 50 <laughs> on it. <laughs> we just got a five stars. So give, no. give us a couple years. <laughs> All right, well, moving on, man. Yeah, that'll do it for the uh, the the opening drive. And we'll be back with the six-pack. We'll be Went talking off the rails. About- 
Yeah, a little bit, but that was a good announcement, though. Yeah. We're sitting here thinking that you're going to be talking about, yeah, I want to be a pappy again or something no, like that. No, no, <laughs> no, like, no. Hell no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll be back uh, for a six-pack that will be focusing on some fantasy football. back i uh, had to find this list up on the, my phone instead of on my computer but here we go so number one mm, pop it twice yeah <laughs> who has uh, been the most disappointing player in fantasy football this season to you hmm uh, i told you before the show i got two for a lot of these answers that's fine <laughs> I just couldn't make my mind up. Can I, so. can I just go ahead and say mine? So that way. Oh, uh, sure. Go ahead. You, you, I went with Josh Jacobs. This okay. year. That's a good choice. Yeah. That's a good choice. Uh, basically right now he's on the milk carton. Uh, last year he had 2000 <laughs> yards from scrimmage and 13 touchdowns. And so far 650 and four. Yeah. He is uh, basically disappeared in Josh McDaniels. Uh, well, well used to be Josh. What used to be Josh McDaniels. <laughs> offense but uh no even before then i mean he's only averaged 2.9 yards per carry right now he's kind of like i said disappeared in an offense that has pretty much become identity doesn't really have an identity Mm -hmm. i mean they can't pass the ball they can't run the ball i feel like i'm about to go into a a jim moore type rant talking about but, (laughs) but, but you know what dark clouds have lifted josh mcdaniels is gone we should have talked about that earlier Seth, what you got? (laughs) So I've got Najee Harris and Justin Fields. I mean, I know the expectation levels for Najee aren't really, really high, but he hasn't done anything. I mean, nothing compared to Jacob. I mean, Jacobs is great compared to Najee Harris. Yeah. Uh, And Fields, you know, part of it has been injury related, but he started off the year so bad. And, you know, finally was starting to get it going a little bit and then got injured. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had that connection with DJ Moore where they were lighting it up for a couple weeks. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not saying Fields is not as a complete bust, but as far as this year in fantasy, both those guys have just been terrible. Right. I like all those choices. What's your choice? Um, is it one of ours? No. Uh, no. I'm going to say that Josh Jacobs should have a lot more yards based on their quarterback. And the lack of quarterback, basically. <laughs> I was going to say the lack of. <laughs> I mean, you would think that they would, they would run the ball a whole lot more. Um, but I went with uh, Christian Watson from Green Bay. <laughs> That's actually a good choice, too. <laughs> Is that because you have him? <laughs> he kind of he disappeared as well. Yeah. I mean, he came back from injury, um, and everyone was expecting some decent play, but it's really been trash. Yeah. Um, last year, he had a decent season, uh, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers. A lot of and I, Yeah, and I, I could see why he had a decent season. Um, he's just disappointing me over and over and over. Yeah, Mostly, mostly because I have him. I don't think Jordan Love is going to be a great quarterback for big fantasy numbers for receivers. No. Uh, I mean, I don't no. think he's terrible, but you know, it's just not going to be – you're going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. That's, yeah, that's a huge drop-off. It is a huge drop-off. Uh, a close second would be Kyle Pitts. 
I feel like we could like say that every season. Yeah. <laughs> You're so damn disappointing, Kyle Pitts. It's like, how many disappointing seasons can you have before you finally get either well, jump off? Yeah, before you're just trash. Yeah. But he. No, never mind. I'm going to save it for later. Okay. <laughs> save it for later. <laughs> All right. Well, then, number two. So nice you pop it twice. Mm-hmm. Who is on the cusp of fancy superstardom? You want to go first on this I one? I will. I will take it. <laughs> all right. I'm going with Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. All right. Honestly, he's good. not doing bad at all. He's he's doing actually pretty good. Um, I like how he plays, and he's on the way for sure. Um, obviously, the running back for the Seahawks. He's position ranked six uh, right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize he was that high. Yeah, he, he's. Um, I want to say he's. He's been actually, really consistent. I'm, I'm going to lie. I'm going to lie and say he's. He's in the top ten at least. I yeah, think. I think he's eleven. Actually, that's, oh shit, that's still pretty damn good. I think he's eleven, considering that they have a kind of a running back committee committee out there in Seattle. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have uh, Charbonnet. Is, I think if he was on a different team, he'd be a whole lot better. But oh, I love Charbonnet. I do too. <laughs> Just I really do. Charbonnet. <laughs> I was so, trying to yeah. draft him, but handcuff <laughs> him. Yeah, Who yeah, that's got? a good choice. Um, so I went with uh, once again. I went with two guys. That's Big shocker. That's fine. So I went with Jordan Addison and a guy I just traded for Jameer Gibbs, uh, which yeah. I already had these picked out before the trade. No, it's not. <laughs> so I mean, Addison came in. He had a good amount of hype coming in, but you know, immediately showed he belonged. Uh, with Jefferson out, he's really stepped up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I asked you how many touchdowns you think he has on the season, just throw out a guess. Nine. Which one are you talking about? Pretty close. Jordan Addison. Going seven. Seven. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a rookie, that is pretty stout. Pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, he had six. For, I mean, six uh, before Jefferson went out. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I yeah, mean, he just had another one mm-hmm. the other day. He's been really good. And then Gibbs. Even though he wasn't doing much early in the season because of Montgomery getting most of the carries, it mm-hmm. just you could see he has that spark or he just has that it factor. I love his receiving ability out of the backfield. And, you know, I didn't think coming out of Alabama, I thought he was drafted too high. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. The Lions know what the hell they're doing drafting mm-hmm. players. So I like Gibbs going forward. I want to uh, interrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched Detroit play. I've watched Detroit a lot. But their offense is fast as shit. Yeah. yeah it's, okay. If you've noticed. It's a fun offense to watch. I have never taken a fast shit before. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that. As much as I eat, it's slow and painful. And here it comes. Those are the good ones. <laughs> and it really make you think it out. No. So uh, I don't know what happened in that Ravens game, but other than that Ravens game, yeah, they've been yeah. just humming. My pick is actually the same guy I've chose as my breakout player at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. Sam Howell yeah. uh, with Washington. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just been lighting it up right now. He is ranked eighth in quarterbacks right now. He's averaging 21 points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has been a little inconsistent, so that's why he's on the cusp and not quite there. I was mm-hmm. looking at uh, what people were looking – you know, trying to get him on the roster. He's up to 50% in all, in all rosters. Well, he's been on my shit for like the last three weeks. I mm-hmm. liked him that much. He's really only had one bad week as, yeah. as far as I can And that remember. was against Buffalo mm-hmm. where he had one point. And, I mean, he had another game where it was 11. In fact, the last out of the last five games, four of them, he scored at least 22 points. And then, of course, he you know he plays bigger when the defense is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. like this past week, he had 38 points. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. What was he, a fifth rounder? Fourth, fifth, 
He was a third. Uh, no, he was a third rounder. I believe. Oh, okay. I thought he was in real life. Gotcha. In my fantasy, he was he was undrafted. Well, okay. y'all are in the same well yeah, league, I meant so. real life. I'm sorry. I should have been more specific. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a great call before the season as his as your breakout player. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know me, I like getting pats on my back. Go ahead and get. That I hate to say it, too. but I picked Kenny Pickett before the season. That's not looking too great. So, <laughs> uh, he, he's he throws it there. George Pickens every now and then. Sam so, Howell is like, has like the same stats of Pat Mahomes. And yeah. I love the bed hair. That's crazy. The bed hair he oh, has yeah. also. <laughs> he pulls it off. What can I say? <laughs> if only, you know, and then he might break the record for sacks. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Number three. And if you look into our Facebook page, you'll understand that is our no cap stat. He is on pace for 96 sacks. Ooh. So who's. Yeah. Whose status, status, whose status as a fantasy stud are over? Seth, you go first. Oh, thanks. Uh, so I know it's kind of an obvious one, but I'm going to go with Derrick Henry as a guy whose elite days are over. There was a lot of trade speculation in the last couple of days, you know, whether or not he would get moved, but he didn't. Uh, but either way, I don't think he's going to get back to that elite status. Too many miles on the tires. They already drafted his replacement in Spears. Um, you know, it's just an offense that he's not going to get a lot of opportunities in the red zone and he's really not much of a receiver. So, you know, I mean, props to the guy. He's has an amazing career. I mean, I think he's a hall of famer. He is definitely a hall of famer. I just think all the carries he got at Alabama and all carries he's got, what the first six seasons in the NFL, Mm -hmm. maybe it's seven, Uh, but he's getting close to 30. I just don't think you're going to see him again drafted in the top, you know, 10, 15 in a draft in a fantasy draft. No, I agree. Uh, my pick was Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about this before we uh, got on with the show. Another Alabama running back. Another Alabama. We we like to disappoint. Um, <laughs> but uh, Warren has pretty much been taking it over slowly and surely over the last this past season and everything as far as carries go. In fact, I think he's actually getting more than Najee Harris at this point. He's just got more speed. Uh, Najee Harris has kind of been beaten down. I mean, he was pretty much the workhorse in Alabama. And then when he went to Pittsburgh, they would just basically hook up the plow to him again and just threw him back out on the field. Uh, since he, this season started, he's only been able to produce double-digit stat lines as far as points go in fantasy two weeks. The rest have been like mid-single-digit uh, games. and but One touchdown in the year, I think. Yeah, maybe two. But, I mean, it, it, it literally, he's just kind of milk carton. Pat, what you got? Um, so I went with uh, – I went a different way than you guys. Um, this guy's absolute dog shit. There you go. Um, <laughs> Must and, be another guy on his team. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, this guy is, is obvious, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. It doesn't help that he only has one decent receiver on the team. With uh, Amari I Cooper, of two hundred and thirty million reasons why you wouldn't like him. <laughs> um, Couldn't happen to a better guy, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's never going to be the same quarterback no. from the Texans. Never. Do you think that whole thing, as far as the whole scandal with him in the massage parlors, you know, really damaged him that bad? You think that has a lot to do with it, or just his game? Uh, yeah. Mm. You think it it's really hurt him that bad? I think the break that that break that out that yearly yeah year and a half mm-hmm. yeah 
And plus the curse of the Cleveland quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, it just sticks I mean, to you no matter who you are. Just I mean, like Bernie, Bernie Kosar, well, that's the Bears, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bernie Kosar was actually a pretty good uh, quarterback. Well, that's back in the 80s. Yeah, but he, he was the only one that didn't get the curse. <laughs> so I was looking up uh, Najee's first year's rookie season, 307 carries for 1,200 yards. That's a ton. That's a ton of carries for a rookie. <laughs> And yeah, that, yeah, that's like three, three nine. Yeah, I just think he's like my tires in high school. You know, just completely bald. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> you can't even get like the edge of the penny in there. Um, but yeah, no, he's just what I I don't know what his second one was, but you know, he's just been getting crushed. Yeah. Number four, you're aware what uh, Dynasty League is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you were to play in a dynasty league, which rookie quarterback would you have targeted this year? Um, it's, it's kind of difficult. Uh, you need us to come back? No. You mean like um, rookies coming into the league? Yeah, typically, okay. okay. With dynasty leagues, what happens is you uh, can pick a player, but you keep them for like four or five years at a yeah, time, and then right. you have to get rid of them. Yeah. And I actually was – person i thought that carolina was going to pick him but i would have went with cj stroud yeah if i was actually to get a quarterback that's how you're going to roll with for the next five six years basically. yeah yeah i would have picked bryce young mm-hmm. that's i mean obviously it would have been the wrong choice well you would have beat me this past week then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean it's, it's i would i would have picked bryce young out of, out of everybody to me he just has the the highest upside but he had, he didn't play an NFL game if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm doing a dynasty league, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, Dang. Uh oh. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, before the season, I agree. I would have picked Bryce Young as the cream of the crop, but I mean, after seeing the four guys play now, I would probably take Richardson going forward, even mm-hmm. with the the injury thing. Uh, just the ability to run pass like he can, you know, it just gives you such a advantage, yeah. kind of like Jalen Hurts. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, when he's playing right, you know, I just love that dual threat combination. It's good to have looking back. You said, (laughs) but yeah, before the season, you know, I was all about Bryce. So, yeah. Yeah. No, Bryce. I mean, I I don't know anybody that was not all about Bryce when he was coming into the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I mean, like we said, even with Levis this weekend, all four guys look like they have a good bit of potential. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. do. None of them look like a bust. No, you're right. Number five. What superstar player do you feel is limited by his team's offensive system and would be a better fit elsewhere? And do you have an idea where they would be? I will go ahead because <laughs> on face. Uh, when I said this, so I went with Devonte Adams Ooh. and uh, the main reason why is just look at his stats. I mean, he hasn't really been able to produce. I mean, hell, the last game that they played with the lions, he didn't have a single catch, let alone yards in the, in the first half. Mm-hmm. And a lot it's of all that, that talk of Billy's eating. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, when you get one built in your house, I mean, he has to use the bathroom all the time. All that shit's weighing him down. But, I mean, you look at what he's done. I mean, Garoppolo was already a quarterback that I didn't really care for. They just announced the fact that they just fired Josh McDaniels 
Yeah. No. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, leave uh, it. Yeah. Leave <laughs> it. <laughs> well, they should have done it a long time ago, but, uh, Aiden O'Connell is now their, uh, starting quarterback. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, the one game that he did play with Devontae Adams, it had improved. I think he had like seven catches and maybe mm-hmm. his one 100 yard game, but he hasn't really been able to produce. And the reason why I'm also picking this guy is because, one one of the guys we play in our fantasy football league wanted to get Sam Howell for me. I said, give me Devontae Adams. And he was like, no, I'll just give you James Conner. Bro, it's James fucking Conner. He ain't shit. He sits there and he's he's sitting behind some guy who I can't even pronounce his last name. It's so damn long. He's been hurt. Come on. Yeah, man. He's on IR. He's on IR. Well, he will stay on IR. <laughs> he can sit on the bench and think about himself getting hurt. Who do you got? Uh I mean, I agree with you on Devontae Adams, uh, but also, also, I would say Saquon Barkley. Mm, I know he's solid. had, I know he's had a few injuries, uh, but I would love to see Barkley on, let's say, like the Dallas Cowboys or you know one of these like elite type teams. Oh, you mean like the Buccaneers? No, oh, I would love him on the Buccaneers. <laughs> I just think of the Giants. Can they block? <laughs> I don't want to say it's the system, but it's the players around him. Yeah, they just limit yeah. his ability so much. I think he's a special talent and. I mean, I know he signed for what the franchise tag this year, so he'll be a free agent soon. But I'd like to see him just more in the spotlight and not on just such a mediocre team. Mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, Devontae Adams, I would just say anywhere but Las Vegas. Yeah, back to Green Bay. <laughs> God, oh, no, man. I would not want to. Say <laughs> oh <that>. God, <laughs> there's I mean, so it, many teams that Devontae Adams could really put over the top. You know, I'm surprised. What if he went to the Texans? Oh man, they can make a playoff contender probably. Easy, yeah. Stroud can get it to him. That's for sure. He, Devontae Adams went one for seven this past yeah. game. Yeah, and he should he should have he should have went three for seven for two touchdowns. Yeah, one catch would have been sixty. One. Yeah, one was one clearly was, overthrown when he was yeah. wide open. Yeah, and then the other one, I, I want to say it was like one hundred thirty-seven yards he should have had or something like that. Yeah, it's Jimmy I mean, G. It's a waste. It's a way beyond me. <laughs> I mean, you called it before the season. The Jimmy G thing just was a complete, just disaster. Yeah, and I and I liked I liked Jimmy G. I mean, I Carr wasn't great last year, no. but Jimmy G has just been a train wreck. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who do you got, by the way, Pat? Um, so I kind of went on this uh, before, but I'm going to say Kyle Pitts. I think he'd be better, <laughs> honestly, just about anywhere, <laughs> just like uh, Devontae Adams. But if I had to give him a team, honestly, I would say the Dolphins. They're missing a decent tight end. Definitely could be kind of filthy. Man, if any team can get something out of it, it'd be the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, they got Chase Claypool. We'll see what they could do with him first. Has he even seen the field yet? I don't think so. Just give him him some time. I mean, you know, whenever my nephew thinks about the Dolphins, he just sits there and thinks about way back in 1972, well before he was born. It's the legend out. (laughs) Exactly. His daddy wasn't even born yet, but all you hear about it. But, um, well, I mean, the Dolphins do have you know some uh, Smurf receivers, so that would be nice to have a <laughs> yeah. taller guy yeah. like Pitts. Yeah, if he catches the ball. I, I noticed that Pitts really plays slot. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't play he's tight, not tight end. end. Yeah, he can't no, block very well. No, he's not a blocking <laughs> like, tight bro. end. Yeah. But I like that. And finally, number six. Hold up, hold up, hold up. And uh, what position is the most important to you, and can you give you an edge with the right player as far as fantasy football is concerned? 
You may go. I can. You, you can go. I can go. <laughs> so I will say a dual threat running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. just watching what McCaffrey's doing this season, especially PPR. Oh man, I mean McCaffrey. I mean, even when he has a bad game, it's like twenty points. Yeah. Like, dude, it's like he's a cheat code. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even when he doesn't get any rushing yards, he gets eighty yards receiving. Mm-hmm. He just always somehow gets a touchdown. Uh, Eckler is kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Not as good a running back as McCaffrey, but those two guys. He's real close though. Yeah, I mean, just you get one of those guys. They're just a rare breed. Marshall Fault. Marshall Fault comes to mind from back in the day. Even though I wasn't playing fantasy back then, he had to have just been, you know, killing it in fantasy. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would love to have. Pat. Um so it all depends on how people draft. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um to me in the first three rounds, you don't go for a motherfucking quarterback. <laughs> you don't do it. Although but, the guy in first did the do guy, that. The, the guy in first did it. Yeah, oh I know. <laughs> well um, a few times well he's in first. <laughs> it's, it's going pretty good. No. <laughs> it, it's crazy to me um that people do that. Uh they go for quarterbacks in like the first round it really fucks up everybody who spent time you know all off season doing these little mock drafts you know pretending that they're going to get this team it, sounds a little spicy yeah <laughs> and it just doesn't work out it pisses me off i'm already doing mock drafts for next season <laughs> but i mean um for a while there well i know, I know smash is going to be doing some mock drafts for next season after this yeah i mean i know what you mean it is usually a misstep but yeah. so far it has worked out for one guy in our league. Yeah. It's, but yeah. Hopefully he doesn't win shit. I think we had <laughs> what three, maybe four go in the first couple rounds. Yeah. So at least three. Is that is that the one you're uh no, um, sorry. So like I said, I mean it depends on the draft. Um if somebody takes a quarterback in the first round, then re- you really need to get a quarterback. Right. Basically you got to yeah. get one ASAP and it can't be after the first five. Cause after that, you know, mm-hmm. it's a huge drop off. Yeah. Everybody sucks ass. Right. Um, but if it goes, if the draft goes <laughs> how it should, <laughs> it's definitely running back. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. I did get to a very late this year, which has worked that worked out for me before I traded him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but normally you don't like last year, Russell Wilson, I got him in like sixth round Yeah, and just, wreck my season mm-hmm. so typically uh i do agree with you as far as like having a running back in fact you know usually within my first four picks i have at least both of my starting running backs mm-hmm. uh but the one position i think that actually can give any any player in fantasy football an edge is actually tight end because after your first handful of players we're talking like four and five you can name them off kelsey andrews uh you know, Hawkinson, mm-hmm. uh, now Laporta up in uh, yeah. Detroit. I really think it's just Kelsey and Andrews. Yeah. I mean, and, Kittle, and Kittle, after that, Kittle's Kittle way down. Kind of, well, Kittle fell off this year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, after those four or five players, you, you're talking a huge drop then. And it's like, you know, if if you got one of those guys, especially in PPR with Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that he gets 13, 14 targets a game yeah. and they're like little – seven, eight-yard dump-offs, and he runs, grabs it, and then runs up an extra three yards. I mean, you're getting two points a game uh, catch right there. Yeah. I read somewhere that uh, teams that took Kelsey with their first pick got in the playoffs like 76% of the time. So even though you wouldn't think you would take a tight end your first first round, it just seems to work out. It's a good pick. Yep. I mean, the guy's just consistent. I think so. Every single year. I think last week was, what, his first bad week since he's returned from injury? Yeah. Well, that will do it for our 
Six Pack. We'll be right back with the SEC Spotlight. the show we're at the sec spotlight take it away seth all right Ned. so last weekend like we were saying not a lot of big games but once again you know everybody said florida maybe has a chance but bowers out you know not even close it just uh once again georgia just stepped up you know when they were questioned and we saw some guys you know step up that hadn't really got much attention because of bowers all season uh, with you know multiple receivers having pretty good games and obviously Carson Beck having a great game, so you know now on to Missouri, which everybody's saying Missouri might have a chance, but I just I'm don't not going to say it just not jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pat. I'm not saying shit. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and just be like it's Georgia. Yeah, it's just number two Georgia. <laughs> so I mean, I we'll I was a little I was a little bit surprised. I thought Florida could keep it close and. It, Really wasn't close no, at all. No, it wasn't. So, uh, the you know the first playoff rankings came out. Obviously, there's a little uh, drama with Ohio State being number one, but I don't really have a problem with it considering who they beat. You know, I don't think it's a matter of people saying Ohio State is better than Georgia. I think they're just looking at the strength of schedule and saying, hey, they've got two wins against really good teams. Georgia hasn't really played anybody yet, so. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Well, I mean, as far as that goes, I look at it like this. Whenever Georgia played number 20, Kentucky, everyone was sitting there like, oh, this is the game. This is the game. We get to see what they can do, mm-hmm. and they curb stomped them. Yeah, I don't think, even though Kentucky was ranked 20th, it was base, basically because they beat Florida bad. Right. I think right now, would you say Kentucky's even a top 25 team? They can be. I mean, it, it, it really and truthfully, the only thing that's holding them back is their quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's just not having well, he a great season. Well, he played lights out this weekend. <laughs> but uh, Bama came in at number eight. So, I mean, you've got two SEC teams that are in prime contention mm-hmm. for one of those spots. Obviously, Bama this weekend. Huge Big game. test. Uh, but if they can pass that test, then SEC title game. Um, so, like we were talking about, Tennessee survived a road game for once. Finally went in a road game at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it didn't look pretty. Uh, there was... Moments, you know, where Kentucky was only two down, where I was thinking we're going to lose this game. Did Joe Milton have a Joe Milton game? He, he had a decent game. He's been playing okay lately. I mean, he's not going to put up numbers that Hooker put up. Uh, so obviously, I just need to go ahead and pay uh, Patrick for our bet early in the season because <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to come close to Carson Beck's numbers. But he had a pretty good game. He's been running the ball more, and the running game just just slicing up Kentucky's defense all game. Literally, finally, I don't know what happened, but literally just played lights out killed it had 372 yards passing so finally we saw the Larry that we were expecting to see right. maybe it's just because Tennessee's pass defense is terrible uh, so Auburn finally got a decent win beating Mississippi State in another mm-hmm. game where it was just some terrible offense on both sides Mike Leach I mean the guy's got to be rolling over in his grave watching this bulldog offense with the quarterback that he groomed developed turned into a really good player uh, Will Rogers really should have just transferred out I mean, looking back on it, yeah. when he saw that they were changing the offense, he should have said, you know what, I'm going, he should have gone to Tennessee, actually. Yeah, no, it, that would definitely have helped you out quite yeah, a bit. for real. Uh, 
Yeah, but like the Bama LSU game, I think Bama's favored by three. Should be a really good game. I think both teams kind of have settled in and found their identities. LSU, you know, they have been scoring tons of points all all year, but their defense was really struggling. And finally, the last couple of weeks, they've been playing better. Mm-hmm. And kind of the opposite, Bama's defense has been solid all year long, mm-hmm. but they've kind of found themselves offensively. Milrow has turned into a pretty solid quarterback. You've got a solid running game. I don't think it's the usual Alabama running game with a mm-hmm. dominant running back. Uh, but you've got pretty good receivers led by Burton. So I think it'll be a really good game. I mean, I expect Bama to win, but I think it'll be close. I actually went with LSU. Ooh. I'm going to go with LSU, too. Wow. If we're doing picks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that's like sacrilegious for any Bama mm-hmm. fan to do that. But if you remember when we were talking about predictions and everything, I chose LSU to be the winner of the I think West. I did, too, back then, uh, before the season. But yeah. I don't know. I've, I've been more impressed with Milroe. I didn't think he would be this good. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be a good game. And yes, it's at Alabama. And this is another one of those revenge games for us, especially with the fact that, you know, a lot of people are like, you lost two games. We lost two games by three points mm-hmm. in two plays. I say it. it's, you know, it is what it is. Still should have been in the college football playoffs last year. Should have. Yeah. But we weren't. Yeah. No, instead they decided to put OSU up in there with Michigan. They're going to probably do the same thing this year. But, um, uh, nah. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> the other I game, mean, Georgia fourteen and a half over Missouri. What do y'all got on that game? It's going to be Georgia. I mean, <laughs> would you take the points though? With the points, I will still say it's going to be Georgia. And Patrick, you agree? Oh yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be no not he, close. Right now, he's looking at it the way that I looked at it when we had our glory years just six years ago, where basically <laughs> it was just like okay. Oh, we're playing the number three team in the nation. Okay, we'll yeah. see what happens, you know. And then you just go out there and stomp everyone forty nine to nothing and everything like that. Well, I mean, we've seen when Georgia has proper motivation yeah. that they seem to just steamroll teams. Yeah. And I'm sure Kirby's telling them, "You barely beat Missouri last season. You know, yeah. this was the closest game you had last season." People were saying Missouri's got a chance. So oh, I'm really just blown blown out of the water because of Carson Beck's play. Yeah, uh, I mean, like no, that's that's why I, I feel like you know so so confident. It's like me with AJ McCarron. Yeah, I mean, it, you knew nothing was going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's second in the league in passing. Yeah, no, he's doing uh, very well right I now. I think I think he's only behind Jalen Daniels. Yeah. Um, the way I look at it is this: if I was a head coach of any college program and I knew that I was about to play one of our big rivals or a team that really kind of like really got under our crawl like a certain team did with us last year, I would play Rocky Top nonstop throughout the whole practice just to basically incense them. And, I mean, if I was Georgia in this case, I'd be playing Mizzou's fight song Mm -hmm. over and over What is their fight song? I have no idea. But, (laughs) I mean, it's just – that's Show Me State? What is Missouri? (laughs) I think it is actually the Show Me State. But – but. You know, I would anything that would had anything to do with the Missouri the Mizzou Tigers. I would play that shit over and over again to the point where you get to the point where you hate them, that I hate them, and the one thing you want to do whenever you're playing that team is you just want to stomp them into the ground and just make them not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think Florida will probably cover. I, I don't want to take any way anything away from Missouri season though. I think they've been really uh, better than anyone expected. Yeah, and I sure. think they've oh, got a solid offense. Uh, and the defense isn't too terrible either, but yeah, I think there's going to be too much firepower. Yeah. 
Welcome to a bowl game, Mizzou. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations, Mizzou. (laughs) You get to play number one. But, I mean, how about (laughs) Jacksonville quarterbacks? I mean, Beck, Tebow, Mac Jones. What's Mm -hmm. going on in Jacksonville? (laughs) Something in orange juice, man. I wouldn't say Mac Jones. (laughs) Well, college quarterback. (laughs) Mac Jones is pretty good. If you're an NFL starter, you're pretty good. (laughs) I think that's more Belichick right there. Uh, But, um. Another game that's coming up is number five, Washington, playing against number 24, USC. I don't have the spread on this. I uh, just didn't have enough time to really find it out. But uh, three. three by Washington. Three by Washington. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot lower than what I would think because yeah, USC too. does not have a defense. No. Uh, they barely escaped last week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, Washington, it's Michael Penix Jr., who I think should be the Heisman front runner at this moment after Clay Williams basically is flatlined. Uh, I have Washington. Easy. Yeah, I'll take Washington too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I might put Bo Nix right there with Penix Jr. I know Washington won. Yeah, but I still think Oregon outplayed. Well, Bo Bo did the Oregon did outplay him. It's just you can't even say it was a turnover or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just that. When the big moment came up, it was the coach, those fourth down decisions. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and you know, I think those are my two guys right now. What do you got, Patrick? Yeah, the no, husband, Penix and penis. I mean, uh, pe- <laughs> Penix, <laughs> slip of the tongue over here, uh, uh, penis <laughs> MPJ, yeah. but um. Yeah, no, I just think, and you know, I, those are two very deserving players. I mean, Jordan Travis could be another one that you would talk about. Oh, Jayden, yeah. yeah Jaden Daniels would be another guy. I mean, he's pretty much the offense for LSU at this point. And yeah, I mean, Travis that, is a good, good, I forgot about Travis. Mm-hmm. Undefeated still. Yeah, still undefeated, and he's just ripping it up. Uh, what else we got this weekend? Uh, no, the last top 25 duel is number 25, Kansas State, going to get massacred by number seven, Texas. Hmm. Definitely take Texas. <laughs> I don't even need to hear the spread. I'll take Texas in the points. I'm surprised uh, Kansas State's even ranked. Ewers is still um, hurt, he's, right? I believe he's still out. Uh, the backup came in last week and actually killed it. Yeah, he played pretty well. You know, just beat down BYU. In Kansas State, we talked about this. They don't have the players they had last year, and you know they. They got curb stomped last year, so I mean. Only time I watched Kansas State this year was against Missouri, and Missouri won on the last second field goal. But I don't think any match for Texas. Yep, and uh, so now we'll just uh, slide on into the NFL picks right now. Uh, at this moment, Seth is still in the lead. We went three; all three of us went three and two. How, how does that happen? But as of right now, <laughs> Seth's in the lead, twenty-four and eleven. Mm. Pat's in second, eleven and fourteen, and I'm just sitting here at the bottom, holding down the fort, guys, at nineteen <laughs> and sixteen. At least I'm in the yeah, upper still five hundred plus. I mean, yeah, who's the expert on uh, game day that picks games now? I know the previous guy left. I'm trying to think of his name, like Stamford Steve Lee Corso. Have you ever seen that? The guy that puts the <laughs> stickers on who he's picking for the week. Not so fast, my friend. So the guy's record is like 12 and 22. I'm like, are oh, you are you getting paid for picking this? Wow. <laughs> Jesus. You're right. talking about for college? Yeah. College oh, yeah, game yeah. day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, I'm surprised with this, but I think I've been doing better with the college picks than NFL picks, and I'm the NFL. NFL so unpredictable. <laughs> week to week, you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's hard. So, first game that I got uh, on the slide would be Miami at Kansas City. High offensive duel. Kansas City just lost to Denver of all teams, twenty-eight to nine. But now they got Hardman there. They do have Hardman, but he ain't. I mean, we'll see what he does. I mean, that's going to help out the receiving core if anything. But what do y'all think? He played this past Sunday. Hardman did in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's been a, a few weeks since he got traded there. Yeah, he he played did some punt return, and I think he had like a six yard loss. Well, it ain't like they changed the playbook. Oh, I know. That's the same <laughs> I mean, um, I'm gonna go. Oh, man, I'm gonna go Chiefs just because it's at home. I, I want to go Dolphins though, but I'm gonna go Chiefs. I think I'll go Chiefs too, just because of how bad they looked last week. There's no way Mahomes and Kelsey are gonna have two back to back games like that. All three of us went with the Chiefs, so that means they're Sorry, going to Devin. lose. <laughs> I like your Dolphins, Devin, but not this week. Dallas at Philly. Ooh. That's a spicy matchup. Or is Dallas going to play like they played last week? <laughs> we at don't Philly. know. <laughs> at Philly, I'm taking Philly. I'm going Dallas. Ooh. I went with Philly also. I don't. I don't care for – I don't think Philly's team is – all that and a bag. They struggle against Washington. The pat the the two games that they play, they struggle. Well, maybe you, they're like well. The if you had the there. breakout player of Sam Howe, maybe you'd be able to successful <laughs> too. You might as well trade for him, bro. Well, they have all those Bulldogs on the team, Lays so maybe they only step up in the games where people are questioning. Oh, true, them. true. That's true. Uh, that's true. But Pat doesn't want to trade for him because he has Baker Mayfield and uh, I don't have Baker Trask in there. Oh, you're the talking Bucks about talking about Bucks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like fantasy. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm cool with Baker right now. Next game, Buffalo at Cincy. Ooh, another good one. Oh, don't worry. I got a stinker pick in here, too. Dang. I'm going Bengals. I went Bengals. I like the way the Bengals are trending right now. They had a a good win, right? Yeah, took care of San Francisco. Easily. Buffalo had a good one, too. Yeah, this will be a good game. Talking Josh Allen, talking Joe Burrow, talking Jamar Chase. We're talking Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll go Bengals as well. I'll say the stinker pick for last, but next game up, Seattle at Baltimore. Damn, that's another Ooh. good one. God. Oh, man. I went with the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens. Oh, man. The only reason I'm doing this is because they're Williams. my pick. <laughs> they were my dark horse. I'm sticking with them, Seattle. And you're Dude. like, I'm not going to pick the same thing as Med every single day. I got to pick. <laughs> I got to pick something different. You know, I, I think the Ravens are really hitting on all cylinders right now, but mm-hmm. just nobody's talking about Seattle. And Carroll is still one of the best catches in the game. Well, one game that no one's going to talk about: Falcons. We're talking. <laughs> New York Giants at Las Vegas. Las Vegas. This is the stinker pick. Mm. Smell that. We're Who talking. is the acting head coach? Vegas? I have no idea. I, I literally just found out about that dude. Giants. I do know that O'Connell is starting instead of Garoppolo. So you got Tyrod oh. Taylor 
versus Aiden O'Connell. Well, that's going to rake in the numbers right We're here. We're talking <laughs> Darren Waller, revenge game. <laughs> going up Get against, back his old team. Going up against Devontae Adams <laughs> in his non-catching oh, ball self. Antonio Pierce is the uh, interim coach. The former player? Who the hell is that? That, that Didn't is, he used to be a linebacker? He was a linebacker, ironically, for the Giants. Wow. Middle linebacker for their Super Bowl years. I think I'm going to go Raiders. Is that Vegas? Is that right? Yep, that's Vegas. All just right. win, baby. I think I'll take Vegas. I just, looking at the rosters, I like the roster better. Yeah, I mean, I'm going, I'm going Vegas just because the Giants are a dumpster fire. And Taylor didn't play bad last week. He got Taylor hurt. Did. I went with the Giants. Tyrod Taylor's hurt. He is? Mm-hmm. So who's the starter right now? Um, DJ back? No. It is... Vanilla Vic better stay on the damn oh, sideline damn. until it's $40 million a year. <laughs> he has like the weirdest, like the most Italian name ever. Mario or Luigi? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I'll just stick with the Giants. Just stay away from Seth on one other game. Oh, All right, you take your Giants, man. I'm going to take my Giants. I forgot his dang name. Saquon's going to line up at quarterback Wildcat every time. <laughs> he did. He did this yeah. past week. I'll be fine with that. Give me them points. And against the Las Vegas defense, hells yeah. I forgot his damn name. I don't have any good good uh, story today anyway, so. Yeah. I couldn't That's really think that. of it. I was sitting there just watching, you know, bombs over Israel. DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Danny DeVito? <laughs> Danny DeVito's long, l- l- illegitimate son. Is he as short as Danny DeVito? 6'2". <laughs> so, no. No, he's got he had uh, negative one yards passing. Hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Let me go ahead and switch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll keep, I'll keep the Giants. I think DeVito is going to do it. So any impressions before we close out the show? First week, NBA, anything jump out? One thing that jumps out is the Christoph Porzingis. His debut was actually one of the better ones. Uh, I believe he went 30. 32 yeah, points. Yeah, 32 points. Considered the best debut. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> Debut. Solid T. <laughs> debut. <laughs> uh, best debut uh, for any player in their debut with the new team. Yeah. God, that's too many debuts. Yeah, him and Lillard both have shown already, you know, it was pretty pretty mm-hmm. good pickups. Well, I saw Damian Lillard in his first game just sitting there Mr. Pouty Pants just after his game. I think he went like one for 12 or something like that. Hey, well, it don't matter. He got him 39 points. Well, did he? That uh, like his first game. Yeah, I think oh. it might might have been the second game. I can't remember. Might, it was, maybe it was the second game. But all I know is I was sitting there and he was looking like fucking Squidworth over there, just like <laughs> womp womp. So. I'll tell you who's not looking like Squidward is James Harden. Yeah, we didn't even touch on that. The trade for oh Harden. yeah, the trade for Harden. I tell you what, people just keep on making huge mistakes getting James Harden, thinking he's this cancer. amazing player. He is a super cancer. He yeah. plays no defense. I don't even know how get, how get closer to that microphone <laughs> so they can hear you. You might be He plays up. no motherfucking defense. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like you, you have a team full of offensive stars. Kawhi Leonard is the only one who plays defense. When he's not hurt. Right, when he's not hurt. Well, I was gonna say, you know, that'd be one of the things I'd really think about too. What did the what did Philly get for him? 
Do y'all know? Not much. I, yeah, no. I mean, really pick. and truthfully, in my opinion, they they add it by subtraction. Yeah, because I did. think I like Maxi. I've always liked Embiid. You mm-hmm. know, they got Tobias Harris, and then he's going to a, a team where their two big stars miss half the games. Yeah. And you're going to go ahead and put Harden over there too. Yeah, who misses a bunch. Misses a bunch of games too. I mean, if I was the owner, is it a? I can't remember the owner's name. I don't but know. you know, if I was him, I'd be really pissed off at my general manager right I now. I got Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, mm-hmm. and Robert Covington to go along with a second round pick in a few years, and then a um, 2024 second round pick. And Batum's a decent player. He's a good four. Yeah, no, he's good. I mean, he's decent. Or I mean, he's up there in age, but no. I mean, at the same time, you think about it. I mean, dude got rid of a headache. Yeah, I mean, he's sitting there and he's calling out your president, your team president. Yeah. And talking mad shit. And you're sitting there and, you know, for what? You know, it kind of put him in a bad position anyway to trade him because you know you don't have to trade him. This might be fun to watch, though. It might be a train wreck oh, yeah. or it could go the other way and they might be. Good somehow, but I don't see it. Watch who's, who's going to hold the ball though? You got Westbrook. You got Harden. I know they played before. They played, they played. played together before. Yeah. You know, but that was when Russell Westbrook was young. That's and when he KD could, was the leader. Yeah. Right. So, out of Leonard, Paul George, James Harden, and Westbrook, who the hell shines? Because all four aren't shining. It's going to be one person. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if two of those four get traded by the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, Paul I mean, George is probably the one guy that doesn't have a huge ego that yeah, wouldn't mind right. taking a backseat. Yeah. Well, he uh, needs a backseat. He can't win a yeah. can't win a damn game by himself to, to <laughs> save his to be life. In the, the very back of the, the third row seat. PG-13 becomes PG because everyone just sits <laughs> there and watches them crash. This is so like an L.A. move, though. This is something yeah, the Lakers would do in a it desperate is. year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm surprised they didn't do it. I don't know what they would have given up to get him, but yeah, I don't know. Seems like the Clippers have kind of taken that. Well, the Lakers already over. have their own cancer in LeBron. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> now you're getting a little bit Here of regular. Close out the show before we get on. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week are we doing the NBA uh, we can, six pack? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Also, uh, one other thing I want to talk about is we. We need to really discuss on doing something for Thanksgiving. Are y'all down for an all-time fantasy draft? Fantasy draft. I'm down for it. I don't really know what that entails. So what I would say would be like Hall of Famers and some key, like really good players now. Oh, so and you're saying do like, like nine players. And okay. what we could do is we could put it up on the Facebook page, see mm-hmm. if anyone agrees with what team would probably be the best. And we could pick three other people to play with us. All time. Yeah. All time. Okay. We're talking Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice mixed in with some Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams. You know, Montana. You get, yeah, Montana. I'll go quarterback first, just so y'all know. I'm gonna fuck oh, you guys whole. Gonna mess this thing. Going Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady, right from the get the goat. Well, to me, you know, it's a different discussion, but you know, to well, me, prime Jerry Michael Price, Vick, prime Michael Vick. <laughs> Killing yeah, dogs can we, in there. Yeah, can we pick which year we're, we're drafting yeah. these boys at? Well, I'll I'll, I'll lay down the groundwork. <laughs> Prime Michael Vick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need some rules with this yeah. this draft. No one could drown dogs quite like Michael Vick. <laughs> that was past his prom. Come on, man. Yeah, that like was two thousand seven. Right, that was right in the middle. That was his Madden year when he was on the cover. Yeah, mm, two thousand nine. It's Madden curse once yeah. again. 
It's crazy what happens. Well, at least this week, the fantasy guys, they need to tune in to this episode. If they don't tune in to any other one, yeah, give us some feedback. What what they think their uh, most disappointing player or surprise player has been. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll I'll definitely push that up on there. But for right now, that pretty much does it for today. Guys, it's been real. Yeah, thanks yeah. again. Thanks and for listening, guys. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you on see you the next week. other side.